0: Waves in the Finiverse. We want people to understand why they may want to get into crypto. You know, we are currently in a crypto winter. During the winters, during these bear markets, these are the times to build.
1: Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, the host of a podcast brought to you by Finiverse, We're talking with the wave makers that are creating ripples, waves and tsunamis across finance, crypto, fintech, Web3 and beyond. Listen weekly to hear the change makers talk firsthand about their experiences in this dynamic industry welcome to waves in the finiverse i'm your host walter jennings and joining me is jason Lau, the chief operating officer of okcoin welcome jason
0: walter thanks for having me
1: for those who aren't familiar with okcoin can you kind of give us an elevator pitch we're on the 20th floor the lift doors have closed and you're on all
0: right we're a cryptocurrency trading and management platform we're headquartered in san francisco we're founded in 2013 we service both retail and institutional users in over 180
1: countries. Oh well, we haven't even made the 15th floor, and you've wrapped it up. That's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, a cryptocurrency platform that's not an exchange—that's different from an exchange.
0: I'd like to think we do a little bit more than an exchange. Okay. Um, part of what we focus on is making sure users really understand their journey into crypto. So, learning about what crypto is, what crypto can do for them being able to buy and sell, which is, uh, uh, you know, similar to what an exchange would offer, but also manage, uh, be able to earn staking and yield rewards on top of their existing crypto. And we have a beautiful app that allows you to see a just a fantastic portfolio view of how your whole crypto uh, portfolio looks like. So we, we like to think we're, we're a little bit more. So that's why I use that word platform today.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the ability to not only um, trade uh, crypto, but also to stake um, provides a all-in-one platform, I guess. Yeah, and
0: we're, we're very excited, actually, about the educational piece about it, uh, especially here in Singapore, where, uh, you know, the regulators here are really much about talking about crypto as a utility. Utility um, That's important for us, too. We want people to understand why they may want to get into crypto.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it's part of the reason we introduced this podcast is because there is... Um, there are some. There's some lack of knowledge, and people associate crypto with volatility. When instead, there are so many really positive societal use cases for blockchain and crypto, and more. So uh, it, it provides benefits. There are risks, as with everything. But uh, you know, tell us some of the benefits that you see of uh, OKCoin. Yeah. So uh,
0: for us, our focus is really on getting users. To understand and very easily and seamlessly go from their local currency into the world of crypto, right. and I mentioned earlier all the features we do offer: buy, sell, manage, um, and stake. Uh, but but beyond that, we also allow people to withdraw their assets. We actually encourage people to withdraw their assets and explore the the wider world of. Uh, you know, NFTs, DeFi, Web three, and and all that. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of exciting things happening out there in the broader crypto space too. Yeah,
1: no. After three years of um, travel restrictions, it's nice to see the world opening up and to see the um, uh, the the explosion of technology that's been occurring over the last three years. What are some of the uh, technologies that you're following and uh, that uh, interest you these days?
0: I think on the on the um, the NFT space has been particularly interesting to me uh, i I just love to see all the creators be empowered, new tools, new business models um, I think that's fascinating. I think that's yes we've had sort of that volatility like you've mentioned, but you know if you take that step back, the amount of uh, opportunity that this new realm, this new canvas affords uh, creators globally it's just astounding and I, and I think that's that's going to be um, an area where we will certainly revisit in in a, in a year, two years, many years later, um, and then obviously you know things like DeFi and and GameFi. I think we're still in the early stage of figuring out what works and what doesn't. We saw what happened with uh, Terra Luna. Um, that was a, 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 an example of something that did not work.
1: No, um, and, we, yeah, and, and we've yeah, and covered a lot of territory just in that short sentence. DeFi, decentralized finance, GameFi, game finance. Yes, And then we talked about the challenges of some of the stable coins. But um, uh, I want to go back to the uh, explosive growth we had seen in NFTs, and I think that was a great first use case of rewarding the creators. And now I'm hearing of NFTs for educators, where you're able to tokenize uh, curriculum and and other use cases. So it seems like while art was the first big use of NFTs, we're seeing multiple opportunities going forward.
0: I haven't heard about that one specifically. And to be honest, not all use cases will work out. No. Um, but I love the fact that there is this tremendous amount of energy and experimentation out there. Uh, crypto, blockchain, NFTs also, um, it's a pure form of digital ownership, right? And that's something that we haven't had uh, in our history. Uh, so, you know, with Bitcoin inception 14 years ago, we now have this ability to actually own things that are digital and, and scarce, right? Uh, so this is a, a bit of a
1: ground changer. It really is. It really will um, revolutionize the way we approach intellectual property, finance, uh, the unbanked, uh, those without identity. Uh, It really does open up a a wider world. Now, um, as chief operating officer of a fast growing company, what keeps you up at night?
0: You know, we we are currently in a crypto winter as uh, deemed by I think even The Wall Street Journal had that um, on their headlines earlier this week. And I think with that means we are, we have to keep in mind, uh, you know, a few things. And and we've, our company is founded in 2013. We've been, it's almost been 10 years. So we've gone through quite a few of these. And uh, you know, the lessons that we take back every time is that look, during the winters, during these bear markets, these are the times to build. And so for us, what that means is we're building in our team. We're building with our uh, our, you know, we've been hiring engineers. Uh, we've been hiring lawyers. We've been hiring compliance people. <laughs> we've been working on our entire infrastructure stack, including, you know, working with regulators around the world, yep. expanding our, our license coverage. We are currently licensed in the U.S. We're licensed, uh, registered up in Canada, in the EU. We have a uh, business in Japan, uh, licensed by the FSA over there, and we're working on our license right here in Singapore uh, with the MAS. And so that's a
1: lot of effort. Um, Yeah, no, it's interesting to see the way that uh, uh, crypto and other platforms have uh, embraced regulations because it provides some certainty, uh, not only for the retail investors, but particularly for the institutional investors. Uh, So I understand that we've seen great growth in institutional interest in digital assets. How's that been for OKCoin?
0: Absolutely. So like I said earlier, we service uh, retail users as well as institutions. For institutions, the bar is particularly high when it comes to who they work with and especially financial firms. Right. There's I I don't you know, there's legal teams, there's compliance teams, there's there's all these standards. And so our institutional clients obviously want to make sure that we are licensed. Uh, And and as regulations get more clear globally, um, it is. I think that is really the last or maybe next obstacle to get rid out of the way from institutions really diving further into crypto. And we've been having tons of conversations with our with our clients, with institutions around that. And a lot of them are kind of eager and they're kind of sitting on the sidelines and, uh, you know, partially in a wait and see mode, but uh, ready to push,
1: put that uh, finger on the button uh, when things clear up. We mentioned crypto winter. I think there's a broader winter in the macroeconomic environment, but that hasn't really taken the foot off the accelerator of institutional adoption. I I guess they've been waiting for many of these uh, uh, challenges to be overcome that would allow them to trade and own uh, crypto. And how are you seeing the growth of the institutional market for OKCoin?
0: Yeah, for us, uh, obviously, with the broader market, uh, volumes and activity have declined and prices have declined. I think that those are very visible signs of uh, what the crypto winter's impact has been. Um, but behind the scenes, like I mentioned earlier, when we talk to our clients, uh, there's tremendous interest in making sure that they are well positioned and set up. Because, again, it takes time for these institutions to navigate all the legal compliance uh, uh, pathways to make sure that they're ready when things turn. And so one thing that we're doing, actually, is uh, we work, uh, we're a member of this industry group called ISDA. Which is a financial uh, uh, a group of nine hundred plus financial companies and banks and um, uh, all all around the world to set standards on how uh, if financial institutions trade amongst each other. And so we're we're one of the few crypto uh, companies on there. And really, what we're trying to do is explain to people how crypto work. How do we set those best standards best standards and agreements so that when the time comes and you want to do that trading and and uh, uh, agreements. We have those agreements already set up in place, like templates already in place. So again, this this takes time, right? These are lawyers talking back and forth, figuring out the finer points of, of, of these agreements. But look, it's it's this is what you do during a crypto winter, right? You take the time and uh, see what's missing and, and building those pieces. Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast, speaking to the people making waves in finance, fintech Crypto, Web3, and beyond.
1: One of the um, differentiators of OKCoin is the emphasis on the importance of crypto research. Why does it matter and what do you do with that research?
0: Yeah, I I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier about education um, and just making sure users understand what they're getting into. We don't necessarily want People to fall into the traps of uh, high volatility speculation. That does our industry no good, um, nor does it, oftentimes, does their uh, the, the the consumer no good. Also, right. So it's 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 a fine line, and I think we're still improving. But the bottom line is what we're trying to do is to make sure that all the information is out there, accessible, and in an easy to digest way. So we we also have a uh, podcast. Maybe you would like to come on too. We have a <laughs> we have a show once a week where we talk to uh you know crypto projects and and protocols and it, you know let's just break it down right what are what is this used for right uh what are you guys doing and so i we we spoke a little bit before about the importance of making sure people understand uh that i think that's uh, that's very powerful
1: it's really why we started this podcast because there's so many misconceptions behind the industry uh people just see the headlines on volatility and they don't understand the use cases now, uh, one of the use cases of crypto is financial inclusivity. Let's talk about that and how that is achieved using OKCoin.
0: Yeah, so inclusivity is something that's passionate to us as a company. Uh, it's, it's, it's very important that you know, crypto fulfills its, uh, one of its many purposes w- when it was created is to make sure that there is open access, open permissionless access to everyone. And uh when you think about financial inclusivity a lot of the reasons why there is such a problem is that the existing financial system is a by design gated system. You have to clear each checkpoint after another in order to get a ID card, in order to get a bank account, in order to get, you know, all these things and you,
1: you have to be and there are many parts of the world where you're not immediately issued a birth certificate. <laughs> agree. Exactly. And so by by
0: nature crypto is open, right? Anyone Yes, you still need a phone or you need some way to access the internet. But once you have that, you, you just as you and I can, anyone can access the, the, the protocols natively. And I think that's super exciting. What, I, I just want to emphasize one thing that we are doing as a platform to enable uh, understanding of that and, and uh, promote that is that we've actually set a goal uh, for our platform by 2025. We want to make sure at least the disparity between men and women on our platform is broken, right? We we set a goal publicly that we will commit dollars. I think we put up a, a million dollars uh, to spend over the next few years on efforts to make sure that there is that uh, we, we do break down that barrier and make sure that women in particular understand that crypto, yes, it could be a financial, uh, you know, play, but, you know, it, you don't have to treat it like all the, your other financial things and just let, uh, you know, uh, someone else in the household taking. Yeah, it.
1: no, we uh, had an earlier podcast episode with the founder of Women in Crypto, and we were talking about the the challenges of, of women in the industry, especially with kind of that crypto bros culture, the backward wearing baseball caps and that kind of, uh air of superiority. Hundred
0: <laughs> percent. And and our, our CEO Hong uh Fang, she's she's very, you know, she's very supportive of and in uh, of this initiative, and obviously driving it also uh, one lady in particular, I would like to call out, and someone that we've uh, put some money behind to support her as part of our crypto for all initiative anita uh, a, a lady, a lady called Anita posh um, she's based out of Austria, but she goes to africa zimbabwe all all these places around around there, uh, literally sitting down and showing people how to use a wallet, how to set up a Bitcoin node, how to do all these things. What does it mean for you as someone that is not maybe already connected to the existing financial system? It's very powerful when you take some time to look at all the stories and and videos of her out there. And when people get it, they're very excited. Right. And and, and I think we're just proud to be one of the many people that are supporting her work.
1: Yeah. But Jason, uh, there are so many barriers to entry. I mean, I I remember earlier days when you you had to kind of get uh figure out an exchange how do you get money there how do you move money so there are challenges at ok coin there clearly is an emphasis on cx or customer experience the interface how do you make this easier
0: look it's it's a challenge i think for the broad industry and one that we are so focused on trying to solve um We've actually just hired uh, 60 additional engineers out in the US over the past 12 months because we recognize that there are just a lot of problems with that user experience, right? Again, I bring it down to making sure a user understands what they're doing, Yes. know fully well that this is what they want to do, and then when they want to do it, make it so seamless and easy for them to get through that process. And that's what where, where we're focused on. And I think we've done a pretty good job. I mean, I'd encourage you, anyone, check out our app and try it out. Um, but, uh, you know, we have work to do.
1: Now, uh, one of the challenges that uh, we spoke about earlier is that, you know, there has been some instability. How do you provide um, user protection to enable trust?
0: And, and Walter, you're referring to just broad market
1: volatility? No, I guess or, I'm talking earlier. You'd mentioned some of the stable coins that had problems and, you know, people see changes. But. I want to understand if I am an OKCoin customer, how do I have kind of a protected and safe experience um, and uh, uh, avoid some of the challenges that have uh, rippled through the market?
0: Yeah, so I think it's important to delineate between the platform and the markets themselves. Right. Obviously, we can't protect people from their investment decisions. Uh, but I think as a platform we do try very hard to make sure that um obviously user security fund security is paramount right that that is the basis and core of user trust we have been fortunate or prudent uh to have not had any incidents over our our length of our our um our history and a lot of that boils down to making sure we are right up at the top in terms of best sta- best practices and standards uh in terms of security and also user tools to make sure they secure their own account. We also wanna challenge the industry to up our best practices as a whole. uh, The crypto industry is unique because we face new and different security risks than existing fintech companies and banks out there. How so? We deal with the blockchain, number one, right? (laughs) Uh, These are immutable, irreversible transactions and they all have different risks right there's there's if you support 10 100 different you have to monitor every single one you have to run the nodes you have to make sure that you understand what software you're running to access the blockchain we have security teams making sure all that
1: stuff works yeah no we've had a number of the CEOs of blockchain foundations on our show and um, it's amazing the proliferation of different chains the use cases for them the their native coins the there's an endless variety uh
0: Exactly. And each one of those may have a potential different security risk. Uh, And I'm talking about a little bit more technical, but look, these are things that could end up impacting the user. And we want to make sure that we mitigate those as best as we can.
1: We're going through a growth phase, uh, even in what some are calling a crypto winter. Um, And we're seeing an explosion of new firms uh, clearly uh, the market can't handle a thousand different chains. Uh, eventually, will we see some consolidation, winners and losers? Um,
0: my take is yes. I think we're in this stage where there's a lot of experimentation going on. And and I think it's great, right? Um, but as the use cases get more defined, uh, I think we will see users and developers gravitate towards certain uh, chains. And I think you already kind of see certain chains have, Uh, I don't know. Certain chains have kind of been designed for, or have been working more for uh, different use cases. I mean, I could take uh, uh, Solana for example, which has discovered sort of that a lot of finance, sort of quick, you know, finance applications that require quick back and forth uh, uh, activity have sort of landed on that chain. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. But I'm I'm expecting that there will be some consolidation. Tracks in the Finiverse.
1: We try, Jason, to end our episodes with a segment we call "Tracks in the Finiverse," and we ask people what song really powers their journey uh, as they continue in this world. And what song uh, comes to mind for you?
0: You know, when I when you ask me that, I think of crypto as being so important and so necessary for sort of future development for all of us. Um, And so the song I'm gonna go with is one about winning and one about, you know, a good spirit. Um,
1: We Are the Champions by Queen. Oh, amazing. Well, we've um, not had that song before, so we'll we'll turn over to our listeners so they can hear a little bit more of Freddie Mercury and Queen and less of Jason Lau, the COO of OKCoin and Walter Jennings, your host on Finiverse. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: waves in the finiverse why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode if you're listening on apple podcasts then please leave us a review and a five-star
1: rating thanks for listening